You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Padres podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day for Tuesday, October 27th. My name, of course, as always, is Javier Reyes, your host of this here Lockdown Padres podcast. Check in and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there with any questions or comments or concerns you might have. And I'll do my very best to kind of answer them whole, answer them whole questions here on the show. Today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliable prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. And today's episode, guys, is a nice goodie. I chatted with Connor Newcomb of Locked On Orioles, longtime listeners of the pod. Remember, we did a whole Manny Machado thing back over, I think, I think early summer? Early, early summer, like maybe June, you know, before the season started, I remember we did like a kind of uh, like top five favorite plays in Mayan Machado's career, uh, obviously because he spent most of his career with the Orioles, so that was really fun, and it was just cool. We basically just talked about our thoughts on the World Series, and Connor gave some good insights into the games, and he asked me, and I talked about my story of what it was like me in that moment, my reaction to Game 4, and you guys might enjoy that story for sure. It's a little bit of a goofy one, but uh, yeah, I don't want to keep you guys waiting too long. Let's just get right into it. Here we go. So we welcome in Javier Reyes to the podcast. He comes back on the pod. Of course, the host of Locked On Padres here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And Javier, first of all, thank you so much uh, for coming back on the pod as we're going to discuss what has been a uh, fantastic World Series so far. Yeah, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me back on. Uh, It's been a while. It's been a while. The last time we talked, it was, I think it was the main Machado pod. And we were just, you know, a lot of things were different back then. The Padres weren't as... uh, you know, much of a breakout team as they turned out to be. And here we are. And now we're watching a really, I think, just one of the, I don't like to do the hyperbole and start saying this is the best World Series I've ever seen, but it's definitely been really good so far. Oh, yeah, it's been great. And and obviously it's highlighted uh, by game four on Saturday oh my gosh. Uh, with the Brett Phillips <laughs> hit and the crazy error and the walk-off for the Rays that, that, that really kept him in this series. I mean, you know, if that weird play doesn't happen, maybe it's the Dodgers, you know, wrapping it up last night. Uh, but But take... Take me through your reaction. This is what I like just hearing, you know, what what people did when they saw that. What was your reaction to that play? So it's funny. So basically what happened is I went upstairs. uh, It's Saturday. And I just went to go read because I'm a nerd like that, reading on a Saturday night, I guess. And, you know, it was after the inning. I think the score was 3-1. Or no, the score was 3-2. There was a solo shot. I I forgot who hit the solo (laughs) shot. And then I went upstairs. I was just like, all right, uh, I don't know. I just, I have to admit, guys, I, I had a, a, a human moment. Or I was just like, I'll watch a little bit later. And then I got some texts that were saying, wow, this, this game's going back and forth. So then I rewound it downstairs. My mom was, uh, my mom fell asleep, so she missed it too. So we were catching up on some of the big highlights and seeing like, you know, even little things like, yeah, the, the, the end of the game was insane. But even little things like Brandon Lau almost making an incredible catch in like the seventh inning, I think it was. Um, that was amazing to watch. And then we got to see live the last inning. And don't you just love what you get to, you know, maybe you've missed the whole game. My greatest example of this is uh, the NCAA tournament. It was the the year that um, the first year Villanova won 
on the last second shot. I didn't watch any of the game except for the last like one minute, which was great. And it turned out to be an incredible moment. And that's kind of similar to how I felt here. And just watching it, my mom and I were both rooting for the Rays, obviously Padres division, not rooting for the Dodgers. Can't do that. Um, And I got some love for the Rays. And then just, (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just like this series had already been pretty solid before it had been, you know, just good baseball. I think overall, especially on the, the Dodgers front, they're really stacked in every area. And then to see this, this hit from this dude, Brett Phillips, who I had never heard of before. The only Phillips I heard of was like Brandon Phillips back on the raid, the reds. I mean, Um, so to see that he was zero for two and he hadn't had a hit in a month. And I'm like, Oh gosh, this is classic race to have some random dude. That's going to bat. Right. And then he hits the single and we're like, okay, great tie game. And then you you see the, the error by Chris Taylor, which I love to see since he uh, made a great play early on to get Trent Grisham out in the regular season against the, the the Padres. And for him to make that error, it's like, oh, no, don't tell me. And then you, Randy Rosarina, who's been, I mean, it's like David Freeze times 35 with this guy, just yep. being consistently amazing throughout the postseason. I cannot wait to see what he does next year. I don't know. I can't wait for like fantasy baseball drafts to see like, like how high he's going to go because of this amazing postseason that he's had. Um, It's been absolutely incredible. And to see him fall and we're like, Oh, ah, it's just, it was like the kombucha girl, like shout out Brittany Broski. Uh, it was kind of like that, that video where it's just like, ah, mm, mm. like watching that whole thing <laughs> unfold was truly one of the more insane things I've seen and I'd say just to put like kind of a, a cap on the whole thing since I've been going uh, a long time now, uh, I'd say it's probably my favorite baseball playoff game that I've seen since the uh, Rangers Blue Jays with the Batista bat flip. And then another close uh, runner up would probably be that game seven with between the the Cubs and the Indians. That game was just absolutely ridiculous. There's some divine intervention in that game, I swear. Uh, but for sure, it was just it was it was an amazing moment. I'm glad I saw it live. Yeah, it's it's funny you mentioned that that uh, with the with the Cubs in Cleveland. It kind of reminded me of that because if you remember, you know, the very end of that game, and obviously it was a little different because it was game seven with the World Series mm-hmm. on the line, but Cleveland had used so many defensive replacements and right. you know, so many pinch hitters and pinch runners that, you know, after they got the RBI single in the bottom of the 10th to make it 8-7, uh, they had to go with Michael Martinez as a pinch hitter <laughs> because I believe he was in there as a pinch runner and defensive replacement. Their bench was empty. And he, I don't even think he had an at-bat all postseason. He was just on the team to pinch run and play defense. And he was the guy who the Cubs got the final out on. And it reminded me just like that of Brett Phillips. Phillips came into the game earlier as a pinch runner and defensive replacement. I don't think Kevin Cash thought it would get to that point. And then it did. And, you know, I think he might have had a backup catcher on the bench. But but it, it seemed like Phillips was the better option. Uh, you know, of, of two not so great options. Mm-hmm. Um, and he stayed with Phillips. And, and you know, if you're a Cleveland fan, you see that that's what could have happened. You know, the, the Indians walking off game seven of a World Series with Michael Martinez, you know, walking the game off. That's what happened uh, with Brett Phillips, a guy who was there for defense um, and and a run. And and he he gets the hit. He gets his moment. But the thing is, you know, with Kevin Cash and the Rays, you know, they have so many different guys. You, you never know who's going to be in the Rays lineup night to night. I mean, they shuffle so many guys. And, you know, Phillips was a guy who was added for the World Series mm-hmm. uh, as an extra bench player. Kevin Cash went with one less pitcher um, and an extra bench player. So you know that he at least had some sort of confidence in him if he's going to put him on a World Series roster and take one of the horses out of the stable um, in the bullpen. 
And so he, he at least trusted him enough to send him up there. And, and, you know, if he never does anything again in his major league career, he, he can hang his hat on that as well. I mean, it's just from from two things. First of all, it's just, you know, Kevin Cash, I think we've we've talked about I mean, everyone's talked about him in baseball circles enough. And, you know, don't get me wrong, I'm an AJ Preller guy for obvious reasons. But, you know, just I mean, has there ever been a more appropriate name for a GM that's just been kicking ass for years than Kevin Cash? I mean, it's really just the dude just I, I don't know, every single time the Rays, this is my second thing, is it feels like this has kind of defined their postseason. These guys who obviously it's Randy Rosarina, but it feels like it's very next guy up. And I've been saying this on my podcast. It's just there's not like a clear star with the exception of Randy. And Randy's in the postseason, right? That's when he's really made his mark. But before then, this is a team where it's just Austin Meadows, like a G-Men Choi will make just the most athletic grab at first base I've seen in years the other day. And then then it's just, you know, um, Willie Adamas and Brendan Lau, like, Every even Kevin Kiermeyer, who is like pretty deplorable offensively for the most part, and he's kind of just like this defensive stud. Um, he even gets hits every now and then for them. It's just every time they need something from someone, they seem to come through. And I know that you know, as of this recording, um, they're currently losing the series three two after uh, Sunday's game. But it's just one of those teams that you have to respect just how they just find these guys. You know, it's 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 very Moneyball A's in a lot of ways. It's very just kind of inspiring it's fun to see that this team is taking on this juggernaut and the Dodgers with their huge payroll and they're just overall incredible talent not to not to disparage you know their ability to find talent because lord knows they have got a great general manager too they still got so many prospects in the pipeline as well um but it's just been just a great matchup and I think that it's kind of lived up to the hype of a, a David versus Goliath but not because they're not as good as the Dodgers but just in the sense of historically and just having more resources in that type of sense yeah, and it's funny because obviously the, you know the Dodgers have a lot more money to work with, and that's why they were able to trade for Mookie Betts and pay him all that money and put him at the top yeah. of the order. Um, but but when you look at the lineup for these two teams, you know you talked about guys like Choi, um, and you know a guy like Mike Zunino or you know <laughs> a, a Randy Arozarena, like a Manuel Margot. Like these are guys who who you know came over to the Rays in in trades uh, or waiver claims where they were not the main piece. Um, in any of those deals and even Austin Meadows who was a good prospect you know that was the Chris Archer trade and they got Austin Meadows and Tyler Glass now back um, Rogers you know they have the payroll to kind of cover it up but they've done some of the same things I mean you look at Max Muncie was a waiver claim middling out with the Mariners uh, you know Chris Taylor another guy with the Mariners who uh, couldn't get on the field um, Justin Turner obviously was was non-tendered by the Mets he was with the Orioles for a little bit um, you know, these are guys that the Dodgers find too. Now the difference is the Dodgers will pay them once their contract yes. is up. Yes. The Rays, uh, will not do that, but it's just funny how they're built in kind of the same ways, but the money, you know, that the Dodgers are willing to spend obviously mm -hmm. takes them over the top and, and we'll see what happens here. Everybody just got to take a quick second to talk to you about what else you heard this. You've heard the sound effect plenty of times by now, but I keep doing it anyway because I am insufferable. Everybody, I have to talk to you about rockauto.com. And first and foremost, rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And look, I don't know really anything about cars. I, could, I couldn't name one 
part of the car, with exception of wheels. I know what wheels are, and I know what windows are, but I really don't understand anything about cars themselves. But I do know one thing, is that RockAuto.com, they've got like all the parts you could possibly need for your car. They have everything from control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, uh, you can get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door, which is super convenient in the current times we are living in for sure. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique, and it's remarkably easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle, and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer. And best of all, and look, you don't even, I don't got to know cars to understand that this part is really cool. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Just ask yourself, why on earth, why in God's name would you spend up to twice as much for the same parts? It doesn't make any sense. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How'd You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. You know, we talked game four, and and, and not that game three um, was a bad game by any stretch. It just didn't have the crazy excitement of game uh, mm-hmm. five, or that game four did. It was a 6-2 Dodgers win. Uh, but then the, the game Sunday night, a, a 4-2 Dodgers victory to uh, go up 3-2. to two. They're now one win away from uh, from winning a World Series. You know, obviously Kershaw was good. Uh, Glass yeah. now wasn't great, but but I thought the most interesting part is you know the Dodgers have had some struggles with Kenley Jansen as their closer, and and mm-hmm. you know you know this as a Padres fan, you know you you see the Dodgers so many times every year. Jansen's been incredible in his time with the Dodgers, but they went with Blake Trinan, who got the job done. He's mm-hmm. obviously been a closer in the past with the A's, uh, but he got the job done, and you know Kenley had worked back to back days, so maybe it was just a rest thing, but Game Six. You know, say the Dodgers have a one-run lead into the ninth inning. Uh, do, do you think Dave Roberts is going to go back to Kenley Jansen? I think he is. I because I think there does come a point where managers just go with their guy that they think has been there, and they think that this is the you know maybe it's a legacy thing, maybe it's a reputation thing where you kind of use Jansen. But I do admit it's just you're right. I mean, straight up, this guy was invincible. I'm going to say he was invincible for a good like three to four years he was basically just the best next to back when Craig Kimbrell was still a thing you know what I mean um but now he's just every single time he's in there you just have that feeling you're like I don't know man he's just a little shaky and he does I mean he had this one pitch that was like low-key insane even though he blew the save it was this it missed the corner I don't know how uh Rosarina didn't swing for it he ends up getting the walk but I don't know how he didn't swing for that honestly it's a little bit of bad luck there but I think that there is part of me that was thinking man, should they trot out Dustin May in the ninth? Like, I, I I wouldn't do that. But, like, part of me was like, I mean, would they do that? Because this has just been one of those things where I think all the Dodgers fans are just too nervous and they've seen this before. And trying, and like you mentioned, with the A's, you know, he had that one year where he was incredible. I mean, his ERA was under one, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, then he fell apart the next year, but then he's kind of made a resurgence. So, I don't know. I think you still go with Jansen. Call me the the call me a boomer, whatever people do when you say that you don't want to use statistics necessarily. But I feel like this is one of those situations where I just I feel like you just go with the guy who you feel like has been there before. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But I feel like if it doesn't work with Trinan, I feel like you're going to run back into the same situation. People are then going to be complaining that, well, why don't you use Jensen? He's been the closer for years. Let him close it out and this type of stuff. Um, so I don't really know what they're going to do with that. And I think Roberts did make the right decision for yesterday. And now I guess the question is for if they do have a safe situation on um, Tuesday, what do they go with? And for now, I'm going to say Jansen. 
Yeah, Jansen's going to be obviously fully rested and and with the day off today, you know, Trinan will be good to go as well. And and you know, the other thing was they had Trinan in there and and you know, he gave up the leadoff single last night but then that got the next three batters out. Mm-hmm. Uh they had Adam Kalerik, uh the left-hander, you know, a kind of a a crafty lefty gets ground balls. He was warming up and ready to go in the ninth mm-hmm. inning um last night and and Adamus ended up striking out to end the game. Uh, but Kiermaier, the lefty, was on deck. Um, and there was, I believe, yeah, another lefty due up after uh, Kiermaier would have been Michael Perez. Uh, I think if Adamas would have gotten on there, I think Roberts was going to go to the lefty Kalerik, uh, a journeyman, you know, 30-year-old reliever mm-hmm. uh, to get his, you know, I think it would have been his fourth maybe career save, go for it in the World Series. Um, so I know Roberts loves Kenley Jansen. Uh, but, it, but he has made it, you know, at least a point that he's not afraid uh, to go to other guys. But but one last thing, you know, we look forward to game six and game seven. And we probably won't see it in game six because he just started on Sunday night. But say the Rays win on Tuesday and take it to a game seven. Oh, man. The question becomes, are we going to see Clayton Kershaw out of the oh, Dodger man. bullpen in oh, game man. seven to right all the wrongs of his oh, postseason man. career. This is literally what I was just thinking before. I was just, while you were talking, I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, I was just having one of those realizations where I'm like, hold on. If they, oh, I think that would be, it would be one of those things where I'm rooting for the Rays, but I would root for Kershaw to go like eight shutout innings and then for them to lose. <laughs> I guess that that would be where I'm at because I have, and I feel like I've talked about this before. I have a soft spot for objectively generational talent that for some reason in the playoffs, either just, you know, they have their one moment where they blow up and they just never got their championship or it's just this weird spell. I mean, you know, I don't think that this is, I think sometimes we overrate the Kershaw playoff thing. I don't think he's been disastrous like he used to be. I think he was really, really disastrous. There's a couple of uh, Cardinals and I think National Series where he was just getting destroyed. But, you know, in the playoffs this year, yeah, he gave up three runs. That's not terrible, though. That's not inexcusable. You have the like one of the best offenses in baseball, if not the best. So you should still be able to come back from that. But I think, man, you know, if you look at David Price, right, I feel like David Price is a good comp for this. David Price was notoriously bad in the postseason for a while. I mean, even when he was you know, he had those like one year rental seasons on the Blue Jays back when the Blue Jays were still a thing. And he blew a game against the Royals. And it's not like the Royals had a firepower blow you up offense. Right. And he wasn't able to come through there. And then finally, unfortunately for uh, my sake, as someone who hates all the Boston teams, he, of course, decides to finally figure out his postseason slump thing right when he joins the Boston Red Sox. So that was miserable. Anyway, sports. Right. Um, I would be just that would be genuinely must watch like TV and I would be nervous the whole time uh, because I would feel bad if Kershaw didn't pitch well. But I also think it's just the the potential upside of this moment, the, almost a ride off into the sunset where it would completely vanquish, completely. No one would ever talk about the playoff struggles like ever again. They would just talk about how he did it when he wasn't even as quite as, as invincible as he used to be. You know, he's still great. Make no mistake. He is still excellent. I don't know why people think that just because he's not the best pitcher in baseball anymore thinks that he's bad now that's not what that means but you know i would honestly love to see that that would make for some riveting television and i think that uh certainly baseball fans everywhere even if uh, aside from fans of the series in general they probably the Dodgers fans want to end this tomorrow but i think that everybody else would be absolutely just uh it'd be a tantalizing prospect to behold for sure yeah definitely and, and you know obviously he started game one he was really good started game five last mm-hmm. night and he was he was really good 
So that's two good World Series starts, and no one would blame, you know, no one would bat an eye if he did not pitch again in this series because he, he's made mm-hmm. two starts. They were both good. He did his job, and the Dodgers could still lose this World Series without him pitching again. But the thing is about the Kershaw playoff narrative, like you talked about, he has those two good starts, right? Dave Roberts could put him in in Game 7, you know, with the Dodgers up, say, 5-4 to four in the eighth inning. And mm-hmm. Kershaw could strike out three batters and give up a solo home run and leave, you know, with the game tied. And the narrative would be right back surrounding yeah. him. Yeah. And, and, you know, some of it is just he's a starting pitcher. And Dave Roberts continues to hit him out of the bullpen in big games. And that's just not the role he pitches in. But, wow, would it be uh, crazy to see that if we do get to a game seven. But, obviously, the Rays would still have to win game six. I don't think Kershaw would pitch in a game six on just one day of rest. But, Javi, last thing for you. I know you're rooting for the Rays. And, and I'm sure, you know, <laughs> Manuel Margot and and – uh, Hunter Renfro has something to do with that as well. The former yeah, of Padres, course, of course. Um, but you know that's what your heart says. What does your head say? Do you think the Dodgers finish it in six, or do you think it goes to seven? And and if so, who who do you think comes out in this series? You know, much easier to pick it uh, when, when it's already five games in. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. It is much easier to pick it when it's already five games in. So instead, I'm going to go back, and if people want to check the tapes, they can. I originally said Dodgers in six. I felt like. This team is just too stacked in too many areas. And that Tampa Bay, while well, really great story in a lot of ways, just they've they've had great stories, I should say, on their team. Uh they're a great team too. This is no Cinderella story. Let's not this isn't like if the Marlins made the World Series. I just think that I, I feel like some of their pitchers, I kind of chalk it up to, you know, maybe this is a little bit of a, a not an ignorant kind of point of view, but my thing is, you know, glass now and and Charlie Morton and some of these guys, it's not like they've been there quite as much as the Dodgers. At some point, it's just got to happen. The Dodgers have had the best like roster, arguably, for like the better part of the decade. So I am just of the belief that at some point, the Dodgers have to win. So I'm still going to go Dodgers at six. I have to admit, though, I would love to see, even if the Dodgers end up winning the series, I would love to see Kershaw come in one more time. That would just be Oh my God, everyone would be changing their channel. It's like you just get the alert on your phone. My friends are going to be texting me furiously, all my baseball friends. Be like, oh my God, Kershaw's in, Kershaw's in. This is it. The, the score is 2 1 or whatever in the bottom of the eighth. And they decided to bring him in to get this this last like three outs, or I guess bottom nine in that case. Uh, so that would be incredible to see. But I think just overall, it has to happen at some point. And it'd be very uh, appropriate. I'll take credit. For this Dodgers victory, the first year that I host the podcast, not only do uh, the Padres have their best season 20 years, but the Dodgers like win their first World Series in like 30 years. So good for them. Yeah, you know, I'm going to you said you know you can check the tapes. I'm, I'm going to say the same thing. You know, I I said at the beginning of the World Series, I said Rays in seven. I said at the beginning of the playoffs. Now I had the Rays over the Padres you did. You did. in the World I Series, but, but I, I took that. the Rays. Um, and, and there's still only two wins away from doing that. And I took Rays in seven, and, and that's right in front of them. Uh, so I'm going to stick with it. Um, I do, you know, think the Rays will win game six um, Tuesday night. You know, the, the Dodgers are going with Tony Gonsolin in a bullpen day. The Rays are going with Blake Snell. I think they'll win it. And just as you've talked about, something tells me that Clayton's going to be on the mound at some point mm-hmm. um, in a close game seven. But Javi, you know, as you said, that would be uh, some tantalizing television to watch. Um, and, and hopefully it does. We, we we do get to enjoy a World Series Game 7. But Javier, thank you so much for joining us. Talk a little baseball, and uh, we hope to have you back on here again at some point in the offseason. For sure, man. I mean, there's definitely going to be a lot to talk about over the course of the offseason. You know, it's just it's been one of those dream 
if you're just a baseball fan, I mean, obviously with everything going on in the world right now, it's not great. But just uh, I have to admit, uh, this season made me care about baseball again, like more than I ever have. And I'm not just saying that because of the Padres. I think there's something to be said for this shortened kind of season and feeling like every game sort of mattered. And just seeing all these these players make their debuts and teams like the White Sox, you know, and now we have this great World Series that even if it ends, even if t- tomorrow's game ends in a score of eight to two, we still have that game four absolute classic that I will be checking the highlights of on YouTube for years to come. Exactly. And uh, it's been a been a great baseball season and hopefully it ends uh, with one or, or maybe two great games. Absolutely, man. And everybody, with that final word, that is it for my conversation with Connor Newcomb about the World Series so far. By the time you guys hear this, we'll be all ramping up for Game 6 tonight, uh, Tuesday, that is, of course. And depending on what happens with the game, we'll determine what episode you guys get tomorrow. If we have a Game 7, then you will be getting my pitchers, uh preseason projections versus reality like I did with the batters yesterday and if it doesn't and it ends might get a different episode might get me reacting to the game and just giving a little bit of a salute to the Dodgers in this case if they were to win the World Series and maybe I might even invite a guest on but who knows it's probably probably not a guest because it's probably going to be too late by then but still uh, expect that for sure and then Friday I'm probably going to do something else special and different that I don't want to announce just yet at this time but yeah with that all being said guys that about does it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, Overcast, you know, wherever. Just type it in the search bar and you will find it. Go give me some reviews on the iTunes or Apple Podcasting app if you'd like to do that. That'd be very much appreciated. And until next time, stay safe and of course, stay faithful. My fire faithful homies, take care.